0: welcome to the h Guys, presented by the hockey podcast network monday april 4th brand new week ian cameron alex B. smith jim murphy andrew migness the whole crew in the house in the building here on this monday show uh, and good to be with you here for a brand new week of course in ontario it's a, a single game betting regulation day if you will uh, that is rolling out across the province uh, although with some snafus uh, along the way uh, in particular for those that have used bet 365 some people not exactly seeing the uh, a, a, a very solid sturdy steady transfer of their money to the new system and uh it's been some issues there but nevertheless a lot of new book operators now in ontario points bet bet uh, mgm uh, fan duel caesars the score bet uh, go on and on down the list basically all the commercials you've been seeing endlessly on tsn and sportsnet uh, in this country for the last month or so uh, they're basically starting up shop in Ontario as single game betting becomes official uh, in this province uh, as of today. Uh, so those people that are new to sports betting, and we always think in to some capacity that some of our new viewers that we get are brand new to sports betting. We hope you found the ice guys and we hope to give you some, Winning information the rest of the season when it comes to uh, NHL hockey. Uh, We'll be very brief on the weekend look back. uh, We'll get right into today's games because we know Andrew's a little short on uh, time today. Uh, But just uh, briefly overall, you know, we're starting to see the Vancouver Canucks fall by the wayside. We're starting to see the Winnipeg Jets fall by the wayside uh, in the Western Conference to the point where we're concerned pretty much that they're not going to the postseason at this point. what we saw from them over the weekend i mean uh they need to be picking up points against vegas uh vancouver not losing more ground uh to vegas like we saw last night uh so it was a very uh interesting uh weekend of nhl action we saw uh the leafs uh end up uh getting the job done against the flyers we saw tampa bay florida you know continue to find ways to win a thrilling comeback for florida against new jersey and they followed it up with a nice win against buffalo yesterday uh, we saw the uh, New York Islanders add to the woes of the Devils. Man, if things been, could things get any worse for the New Jersey Devils here these last few nights? I mean, eight one shellacking against Boston. Uh, they blow the game completely against Florida, uh, and then they get uh, defeated again by the Islanders yesterday. But uh, definitely a, a busy, wild weekend of hockey. Overs are still cashing in the NHL. They were twenty six and seventeen to the over. Uh, Going into from since last Monday, I haven't checked the updated numbers yet, but still trending in that direction. So, so much for my uh, genius prediction that we'd see tighter checking, lower scoring hockey a little bit following the trade deadline really hasn't taken hold yet uh, in the NHL. Maybe in the next week or two, it will. But so far, not so much. Uh, Alex, uh, welcome in. How was the weekend? Uh, I think Alex, just when I was about to throw it to him. He's
3: Either gone. that or he's hard in thought. Is, oh, there he is. There he is. He was okay. Sorry,
2: yeah. Fl- everything went quiet in my ear, then all of a sudden I realize that froze for a second. Uh, but, yeah, as far as the weekend goes, like I said, yeah, we're seeing a separation of teams, obviously. Uh, we, we're pretty much going to have, our, our, I think, our final eight set within by the end of this week. That's what I, I feel like, especially in the East. I mean, obviously the Islanders still keep climbing. It's a matter of if they got to keep winning and, and Washington would have to keep losing for those, those two teams to kind of flip-flop. But everything kind of seems to be uh in place on both sides. The biggest story for me, and I talked about it, and obviously I, I've talked about this guy up for quite some time on this program. Mike Yo's decision to finally sit Keith Yandel, uh, when The Flyers are completely out of the race. That was complete. It's it's, it's, uh, utterly disgraceful. I mean, he's at 989 games. You had 11 games, more than 11 games left at that point. He would have reached a thousand, a mark that we'd probably be talking about standing forever. You know, the only person who would would catch that would be Phil Castle. Even then, he'd still need to go in deep in the somewhat in the next season to do that, Um, to take that away from him. and, And for what? You know, okay, to look at prospects and it's like you might not even be there as a coach next year. So what does it matter to you? Uh and, and you know it, it was just just asinine, and, and hate to see it. I was I was hoping that uh you know the the, the Flyers would get demolished this weekend. They lost that game, and they actually end up winning a game against the Rangers, where once again we saw New York outshoot a team and and, and find a way to lose. So that's an issue that they have. Obviously, their, their offense being uh, sputtering back and forth. That's not a good time for them with, you know, 12 games left in the season and going to the playoffs. But uh, that was just a, a really, a really bad moment. I think that shines a bad light. That, so that affects the league as, as a whole, because that's a great story for the league to have that kind of an Iron Man streak going and to, to to snap it for, you know, okay. Yeah. He was ill before Okay. If he was, if that was the case going in still fine, then, then it, it's on him, but for the coach to make that decision. And uh, like I said, a coach that has done absolutely nothing, uh, since joining that organization or at least taking the head role in that organization, it, it's just a disgrace. So a uh, shame to Mike Yo and, and the Flyers for letting that happen. Yeah, and even in his
0: uh, the statement that he made, Mike Yo, he's saying, well, we need to evaluate things going into next year. In what planet, man, do you think your body of work, since assuming interim coach after Alain Vigneault got fired, is going to have you sticking around the next year? Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. Are you that diluted? <laughs> Maybe you are. I don't know. But it was just that that's disappointing. And you saw Uh, Jeremy Roenick tweet
2: out, too. Like, yeah, what 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 player would want to come in here in the
0: chat? And look, uh, yeah, has Yandel been a good player? No, no, we're not going to say he's been a good player. He's been bad for a long time. I get it. This isn't about him as the player on the ice or his talent. This is about snatching an opportunity away from him to hit a milestone mark in terms of consecutive games played, not his choice to take it away.
2: Uh,
3: I'll say this, though, guys, to be the contrarian here, because I was going at it with a friend of mine who said to me, well, what is the Ironman streak really that special? And I was like, what do you mean? It's obviously a huge achievement. Like, a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to play that many games straight. But the contrarian opinion I'll, I'll, I'll have here is this. if It should be organic. Right. That, that, and that's my opinion. It doesn't sound like it's a popular one. It should be organic. So if someone's not playing well, I get it. There's 11 games left and, and or however many and he only has 11 points. I get that. And I, I'd like to see him get it. But the more I thought about it all day long during the day that he got scratched, the more I thought to myself, shouldn't it be organic? You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't it be not like let's handhold this guy until he gets it? Even though we want to scratch him, if you were an athlete, would you want? Would you want to know? Everyone's dying to scratch you, but we're only doing this because he want you to get a streak. That doesn't really feel like a real streak he, to me.
2: No, but here's but here's the thing: if how's that, that was, real streak? If that was the case, and yes, he has been a declining player for well over a couple of seasons. But if that were the case, then you would think that when Mike Yo took over, because that was the time where like. Shit was going haywire. Hey, let's try to salvage our season months ago. You think mm-hmm. they would have done it then, when the games counted? It means nothing now. So, let, at least that's one thing to at least kind of play for and, and rally around in what's been a yeah. truly disappointing season. Like, to, so that that's that's the part that I think really kind of sticks. It'd be one thing, yeah, if they did this in November and said, "Hey, we need to shake things up. We gotta, you know, try and turn things around. We got a whole half of the season to play, and, and we want to, you know, improve our club." Okay, fine. Yeah, then, then you know, no harm, no foul. But to do that at the end of the year, it, there's nothing, like I said, and we're talking about a coach, he hasn't the interim tag has been removed of him. If that were the case, and they're yeah. saying, "Hey, this is your time to build the team," then you know, even that makes so. There's nothing adds up to to the, to him making this decision.
0: And the thing yeah. is, I appreciate that that element. They want to look at the prospects. They want to look at call ups and younger players from the AHL. Okay, we'll stick to that don't give me this nonsense and say that and then i see the other night when Yandel scratched i see Kevin Connaughton in there who's been with 20 organizations in his lifetime 20 that's what it feels like how many how many different teams has Kevin Connaughton played for and he was in the blue line the other night uh saturday uh against the leafs so don't tell me this nonsense you're looking at the prospects you're putting in Kevin Connaughton at 32 years old who's you know best hockey was eons ago you know don't don't, don't say that if you yeah. Play the prospects, Fletcher. Yo, play the prospects, play the young kids. Don't put Connaughton in there, and then give me this BS that you want to evaluate your youngsters and your prospects. Yeah, that's you can't have it both ways, exactly. simple as that. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, and, where do you stand and, yeah. on this one?
1: Well, I mean, you guys, I'm waiting me. for
3: this one, Jimmy. I'm waiting yeah, for you, this you
1: one, guys. I mean, I'm not, I, I it's hard for me to be objective on this one. I mean, I, I know Keith Yandel well, and I know his mm. age even better. We're friends, Sherry Buckley. So obviously I'm not happy with it, but I I I think Ian just nailed it there. I mean, if if you're saying that the the sole reason for this was to give the kids a chance, oh and by the way, how did that kid Atard that they gave the chance, uh, they're replacing Yandel? How did he do?
3: I actually don't know. How did he do? Minus four. Minus four. four. Wow. Yeah, it was a tough. You know
1: minus four all season? So you know, for all you people pumping up that kid, like like pipe pump the brakes here, all right? uh but yeah i mean ian nailed it there if if you're gonna do that then sit all the other veterans that you don't Mm. need right now i mean it's not like a a star player that has to be in there is he that much of an impactful player that he's got to be in there it was a bullshit move and it, it was it was mike yo typical of him he realizes like as alex points out all the time here that nobody in this league respects him he's a shitty coach and it was him trying to have a power move. That's what this was. This was him just trying to say, I'm the boss, and I'll make the decision here, and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. No, you're a classless piece of shit, and you showed it again. End of story.
3: So the interim has taken off, eh, hey, guys? So he's the head coach, right? I don't think no. so. No. He's still the interim head coach. So interim. Okay, well, at least that's that. At least... At least yeah, and basically Fletcher afraid, says we I mean, want to look
0: I mean, to the future.
3: and then Well, Fletcher
1: should that. jump in and say, no, you're an interim guy. You don't get to make this decision. Right, right. yeah. So I blame that on Fletcher too. But look, yeah. look at the way that team's run. They're a joke. I mean, they're an absolute joke the way this team has been run for the last somewhat years. And, and you know, this just showed it again. Just a classless move. And, you know, I got into it with Scott Wheeler, the athletic, on there because he absolutely ripped Yandel the second it happened and said oh, he's the worst defenseman in the NHL. Show some class.
3: Y'all yeah. Yeah, yeah. know he's declining
1: yeah. right now, but you know what? He's huge in that locker room. And Scott Wheeler's not based in Philly. Scott Wheeler's not in that dressing room right now. No. So Scott Wheeler should shut the hell up. That's Everybody
3: he wanted was. to have a take that day. That's that's the bullshit part of the media. Yeah. That's you know what I mean. Like you write stories, Jimmy. I, yeah. I don't see I don't see you out here just trying to be in the limelight on on Twitter. You know what I mean? That's why yeah, I respect he, you. Like yeah. people like that. They just want to get their couple minutes of fame on Twitter, you know.
1: You're fine. I mean, it's fine. You took a you took a devil's advocate view. There, there are lots of reasons to sit him. There are lots of, you know, reasons on both sides of the argument. There, he just went about it the wrong way. I mean, you don't go out there and kick a guy when he's down in his worst moment, you know. what well,
3: I like that you said, and what right? Ian said there was, and and Alex, you were saying the same thing pretty much was that it should be everybody then, not just one guy. Right. and that's what right. I I really like that as well. But I had a buddy of mine. It was kind of funny. Like he was like against he was like, he was like hating on the streak, the importance of it. And I was like, man, do you know how hard it is to play that many straight games? And then you guys are going to laugh at this though. Like, even though Phil Kessel is a great guy from what I, you know, from what everybody says, he goes, how many block shots is Phil Kessel doing? He goes, how many times is he going to the corners and getting bumped and bruised? He's like, why do you think he's the guy that has that record? (laughs) And it actually made me laugh because I was like, Eh, it's a decent point.
2: <laughs> Rick Rick Tockett told a story on, on TNT just yesterday about uh, with Phil Castle at one point where he he wouldn't stand in front of the net on power plays anymore because the guy uh, took a shot off the knee <laughs> and ended up you know he, he missed the rest of that game. But he did come back, obviously, continue the streak or however. But he said and he said as he went off the ice, he says I'm never never standing in front of the the net again. On power <laughs> and he had, that was he said it was a, that was about eight eight seasons ago. So you know, good case in point. Yeah.
0: So like I said. the the prospect. We want to see the young kids. I get it. Totally get it. Every team wants to play those guys at this time of year. I just don't understand why you still couldn't find a spot for Yandel, especially when I see Kevin Connaughton in your blue line. the other way. What do you need to see it for Kevin Connaughton at 32 years of age at this point in his career? A journeyman defenseman who's been, you didn't see enough of him in Dallas? Or maybe you didn't see enough of him in Columbus. Or maybe you didn't see enough of him in Arizona. Or in Colorado. Or in Florida. Or in any of these other organizations he's been with right now. But you had to put him in there Saturday night and Scratchy Handle. Don't like it. Don't like yeah. it. Anyway, Andrew, look, we haven't even gotten a chance to get into any of the games. And you got to go. So give us what you like and give us a best bet.
3: Uh, all right. I like, uh, even though it's chalky, I like the Boss of Ruins team total over 3.5. I got it at minus 145. Uh, I like the Bruins as well, but uh, real quick explanation. I think that Bruins game that went over and the Bruins game that they they won, there were three empty net goals. I think that uh, even though the same two teams are playing again, I usually expect different results. It wasn't even the Bruins' best game, and they still won that one, and the the score looks bigger than it was because of those three empties that somehow pushed it over. Small lean for me on Tampa Bay on the money line, but I'm probably going to stay off that game. Arizona-St. louis uh, small play on St. Louis first period puck line. Uh, Calgary and L.A. I like Calgary regulation minus one ten. Uh, off a couple losses. One of those losses is to L.A. And the last loss they gave up six goals. I know Sutter will have them ready to go. And uh, L.A. Uh, off that road trip. So uh, best bet we'll go with that team total for Boston over three and a half goals.
2: All
0: right, there you go. So liking those plays with Boston team total. Uh, over three and a half, be in the best bet. Uh, Andrew will definitely uh, get you on longer tomorrow because it'll be yeah, a longer show, longer card. See you, Andrew there he is, uh, Andrew McGinnis uh, with yeah. a, this uh, Monday show briefly uh, as he's got a meeting to attend to right now. All right, let's get into it. The three of us here. We got a Monday card starting with Boston and Columbus. Colum- uh, Boston minus two forty road favorite, six and a half the total. Uh, Andrew liked mentioned the team total. I actually like that team total over as well, and I also like the full game over here in this one. Now look. Did I get lucky as shit the other night with Boston Columbus over the total? You bet I did, uh, but uh, I'll take it. Uh, I don't think I'll need the luck tonight. Uh, I think we'll see more offense on both sides. I think Columbus being back home, I think they'll penetrate the Bruin defense a little bit better and a little bit more than they did maybe Saturday night uh, against the Bruins. Keep in mind, it's Linus Allmark who's going to get the start for Boston. Of course, it's Merzlikens, uh confirmed for Columbus because really they have nowhere else to turn right now. And the problem for Merzlikens, Jimmy, is he got bombarded the other night. I mean, the the dam had to burst at some point with the number of shots Boston was throwing his way, and it finally did uh, late in the third period, and they ended up winning that game 5-2. Uh, to two. Uh, I just don't know what changes right now. The Jackets have lost six in a row. They can't keep the puck out of their own net. And for as much as Merzlikens tries his absolute best to keep his team in games, you know, he can't c- consistently bail out what's a below average blue line, you know, in front of them. And that continues to be the issue right now for uh, Columbus. Uh, Their blue line struggles. They cough up the puck. They turn it over in bad areas that lead to prime scoring chances uh, for the opposition. And and that's something that really continues uh, throughout the uh, course of the season here. So for me, this is going to be a game where I look toward a split bet here. Boston team total uh, over three and a half, uh, which again, you got to lay a little price with that. Uh, But I still think it's a good way to go at minus 150, minus 155. And I also like over six and a half, minus 110 uh, in this game. If you want some points player props, and of course, those of you in the province of Ontario, you've certainly got a bunch of sports book options now available to you. And most of them have player props. uh, Definitely look at Charlie McAvoy right now for Boston. He has seven uh, points uh, in the last four games. Uh, So a very good chance he at least collects one point tonight uh, for the, uh, Boston Bruins. So certainly that should be something you, uh, consider here, uh, in this game tonight. No question about that. And even Eric Howla, here's a guy that offensively we've seen his game really start to, uh, uh it just burst a little bit here at the offensive end, the last few games. So, you know, as much as you like to target guys like Bergeron and Marshawn and Pasternak, uh, even to the way he's played coil has, you know, chipped in lately. Uh, those are the guys you think of first and foremost with Bruin player p- props. Don't sleep on Eric Howler right now. Uh, he's finding his way to generating some offense and contributing for the Bruins uh, right now as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Boston, Columbus.
2: Yeah, this is one I like the over in the first period and full game, but I want to play it live. Uh, obviously, we're seeing six and a halfs so and we're seeing twos for the first period overs. I, I think we'll have enough time to, to try to get that. Though so both of those bump down better uh, to better prices and, and better numbers in game. But like you said, uh, you know, it was a, a lucky over in, in the last meeting, I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to have to rely on that much luck. It should be a more wide open game between both of these teams and obviously Columbus being the over machine that they are uh, the rest of the way. That's the only way you can kind of look at, look at them would be either taking their opponent team total over, which you can also look for that live as well too. But I, I, like I said, sometimes those numbers don't move uh in anyone's favor if anything they they, they kind of tend to climb up as opposed to what we see with the full game uh you know full game first period totals so uh it's it's a lean on that way but I like I like this game going over just want to get better prices live.
0: All right looking at a better live price with that uh, the option that Chris Otto mentions in the chat uh makes some sense too and one of those combo bets we've talked about them in the past Boston Bruins money line and over five and a half at plus one fifteen. Uh, that's actually a pretty nice option as well. Uh, if you are uh, interested in this game in particular, uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Bruins Jackets?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just not much value here in taking the Bruins, so I'm going to look at them just strictly in the first period. There, I like them to come out and have a nice strong first, and I'm going to take the Bruins on the puck line in the first period.
0: All right, Bruins on the uh, puck line here, first period. You can get that uh, right now. It looks like around minus a half, plus one twenty. Uh, for Boston here uh, in the first period of this one. All right, probably the game of the night here. Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, although, uh, you know, you could say uh, LA Calgary is pretty good game as well, but this one right up there, Toronto-Tampa, uh huge game. These teams are neck and neck for second in the Atlantic Division. Whoever gets second is going to have home ice in that series when these teams meet, and it's pretty much, I don't want to say for sure, Fed fait accompli, but, man, it's looking very likely, barring a collapse by Florida. Uh, down the stretch that we're going to see Toronto-Tampa in the first round. So this could be a first-round series preview right here. Uh, We've got the Lightning minus 135 home favorites down in Tampa, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. So Tampa's off the uh, loss to Montreal, uh, a spot that I talked about on Saturday's show where I thought they would be you know, a little bit vulnerable, considering it was back-to-back after they played uh, Chicago uh, the night before, playing back-to-back. Huge game on tap with Toronto. Marty Saint-Louis coming back, taking his Montreal Canadiens to Tampa, where he played and starred for so many years with the Lightning. And it just had that perfect mix to be a potential live dog, and upset special. And Montreal made it happen, uh, getting that victory against uh, Tampa Bay uh, on Saturday night. So you've got Tampa off that loss, but... There are a lot of stats right now, you guys, that point to Toronto right now being better than Tampa in terms of advanced numbers. The goaltending advanced numbers have actually been better for Toronto. Vasilevsky's play is, believe it or not, declined just a little bit. Now he's capable of getting it back. Are we going to panic? Are we going to say what's wrong with Vasilevsky and worry that his career and his best days are behind him? Of course not. Uh, but right now he's fighting it a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can, you know, steady the ship. Get back on track here a little bit in a game of this magnitude, and we'll see if he's able to do that here for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in this one. Uh, Toronto, they've won four in a row. Uh, really, they're play defensively You can correlate it to them getting Giordano, and I, I don't think it's all because they've gotten Mark Giordano, but the timing of it has coincided with his arrival in Toronto, where every game since they got him, they're like out shooting the other team for the most part, outplaying the other team. Their expected goals numbers are better than the opponent consistently. You know, there's been lots of good things with the underlying numbers for the Toronto Maple Leafs during this stretch, where they've beaten Philly, Winnipeg, Boston, Florida. The loss to Montreal was a a, a loss they didn't deserve because they badly outplayed Montreal in that game. I mean, they have been full marks for every game. And even the loss to Nashville... You know, they played pretty well in that game that with uh, Shalgren in that that night. But no, their underlying numbers say what they're doing right now is very impressive. So this is a tricky side for me. It, first thing I thought was, hey, tam- Tampa off a loss at home, kind of sh- trying to show Toronto, hey, you know, you got to go through us. You know, if you're going to get your first playoff series win uh, as a franchise in 18 years, maybe a, a statement here made by the Lightning, but Right now, who's playing the better hockey? Who's in a little bit better form right now? And who's getting an underdog price? That's Toronto. And so I kind of lean Leafs a little bit here. Will I bet it? Probably not. Maybe we'll look at something in game. And maybe I'm just nuts for doing this but or, or suggesting it because I probably won't bet it. You know, I don't like unders. But I get a sneaking suspicion this is an under tonight. You know, the Leafs are playing a little bit better defensively. I think for Vasilevsky, this is a huge game to try to bounce back, get some confidence back. And he has played well against Toronto uh, in the past. And you actually look at head-to-head Leafs and Lightning. You know, one game did go over, but the other did stay under. And in fact, there has been two unders in the last three head-to-heads between the uh, Leafs and the uh, Lightning. So just because of how important this game is and the two points, it's two teams battling for that second spot in the Atlantic and that home ice advantage situation in the first round of the playoffs that maybe we do get a little tighter checking than we expect tonight. So this one I do lean under the total here, six and a half tonight. Alex, what do you think here in a big showdown, Leafs
2: Lightning? It's interesting. Uh, l- late last night when Chris Otto posted the, his, his updated charts, and everything someone uh, mentioned about you know a question about the regulation draw should you just blindly you know look for a regulation draw between two teams who are you know looking for playoff positioning or, or playing within the same division and i said no i said it's not that simple i said there's other factors it, it involved with it. this is a spot where it's a great spot in my opinion for a draw that that's what i made it plus uh 360 plus 365 is another price i saw so somewhere between that but these are two teams that play very close to one another. They're tied for points. Obviously, like I said, it's going to come down to this is going to be the matchup. It's just a matter of who's going to have home ice advantage uh, in the first round, it, it seems. And when you look at the history of these with these two teams playing, uh, there have been mostly one-goal games. Uh, going back, we saw a 2-1 overtime game on November 4th. The last meeting was December 9th. It was 5-3. Tampa Bay got an empty net goal uh, back in March 10th, 2-1. Toronto 4-3 back in February. So we've seen cl- close one goal games between these two teams. And when you look at Tampa Bay, like I said, they're, they're formed. Yes, they've won for the last five, but it has not been smooth sailing. Three of their last five games have gone uh into overtime. And, you know, had they had a you know close game that got out of hand at the end against Chicago, uh, you know, going to overtime against Montreal. These are teams that they're supposed to be putting away right now, uh, SPL teams. You're not supposed to be hanging around late in the third. Against the Hawks, going to OT with, with Montreal, so that that's not a good sign. Like you said, Vasilevsky, all the work that he that load that he's had to carry for for years and years in, in big games, it's starting to kind of take a toll on him. He needs to stand on his head and, and and deliver one of those big performances tonight for them to get a win. But I see this being a, a close battle. Jack Campbell's going to start for, for the Leafs, and obviously that's a huge boost for Toronto. They want to you know have him getting get sharp and be and be ready and be healthy, get going in the postseason. So this is definitely a game where if it's two two or three three we're going to see pretty much a bunch of nothing uh, late in the contest because these two teams know it's important to get at least one point out of this situation. Uh, You do not want to fall behind two or three points that this game could ultimately decide who has uh, home ice starting for game one. So I like the draw here, plus 360.
0: All right, draw plus 360 for Alex with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, Jack Campbell making the return Saturday against Philly. Look, they didn't have a good first period against Philadelphia, Toronto, and Campbell did. Campbell was phenomenal in the first period. Not for him. It could have been a different result. He was sharp. 29 saves on 32 shots. It was a very, very promising uh, first start back uh, in a long time for Jack Campbell. It looked like Jack Campbell pre-injury early in the season, Jack Campbell, when he was, you know, lights out. And not the Jack Campbell the last month before his injury where he was struggling and fighting the puck and fighting his confidence a little bit. So good signs for the leafs that it looked like the early season jack campbell on saturday night uh, against philadelphia cuz that's the guy they need the rest of the season and in the playoffs if they're going to do damage uh, what do you think here jimmy leafs lightning
1: yeah guys i love the leafs here i just i'm with i don't like the form that uh, tampa bay's in right now and you know i don't know you know one could argue that maybe with that montreal game they were looking ahead to this game tonight Had their eyes set on that. That happens. It's natural. But still, I I like the way Toronto's playing right now. Uh, And I just think there's a lot of holes uh, defensively lately for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you got a team like the Leafs who can come in and expose those holes. It's not a good scenario. So give me the Leafs on the road here as dogs.
0: All right. Liking the Leafs. And I'll say this about their recent regular season track record against good competition. It's actually been pretty solid. They have a win against Carolina. Uh, four three. Uh, they have the uh, win against Boston uh, just recently last week, six to four. Florida, they beat them last week at home, five to two. So Florida, they have wins against Florida, Boston, and Carolina. You know the last month this Toronto team. So we do have to give them credit. It seems like when they've had to elevate, you know, in these bigger uh, matchups uh, against teams that are as good or better uh, than them, they've played well. They've had a good showing uh, in these games. So. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep that going here tonight. There's a big two games uh, for the Leafs: Tampa tonight, Florida taking on the Panthers uh, tomorrow night. And by the way, tomorrow night is Tuesday. What's that mean? It means it's a BetCast Tuesday uh, tomorrow night, and I will be back on the BetCast. Uh, hopefully, the voice will be uh, fir- firmly back by tomorrow night. But I will be there either way. Uh, I will stick around for probably about four hours till eleven Eastern because there's only one late game. We won't stick around for all of that. Uh, But we will be on probably 7 p.m. Eastern till 11 p.m. Eastern, which is when the uh, uh, Islanders and the uh, Stars game will probably come to an end tomorrow night. So we'll take you through all of those early games uh, during the uh, Tuesday night on the betcast. So make sure you join us for that. Ice Guys betcast Tuesday, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you tune in, join us for that. All right, Arizona St. Louis. We've got St. Louis minus 420, home favorites, six and a half the total. Uh, in this game. Uh, normally I like to fade a team. You know off a uh, road trip. That was pretty successful. Like the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, you look at what they did in Western Canada. Uh, they beat Vancouver. Uh, they nearly came back and beat the Oilers. But they fell in overtime. And then on a back to back in Calgary. Uh, thanks to the great goaltending of Billy Husso And some very shoddy goaltending actually. From Jacob Markstrom. At least if you ask me. Six points for the uh, St. Louis Blues collected on that three-game sojourn uh, through Western Canada. Now they return home. Is it the greatest spot? Definitely not. But, boy, they they get a team they could still beat probably tonight in this kind of spot, Arizona. Now, I credit to Arizona. They actually won last night uh, against Chicago. I don't know how they did it. I mean, that's a border borderline AHL roster. Uh, that the Arizona Coyotes have right now at their disposal. And the fact they still managed to uh, get past the uh, Blackhawks last night, 3-2 in overtime, you do have to give them credit for something. At least they dug in, they found a way. They did actually outshoot Chicago 35-31 in that game, managed to get the victory, but now they're on a back-to-back. They're facing a much better hockey team here. We know who's still out for them, Christian Fisher, Clayton Keller, Lawson Krause, multiple, Dimitri Ashkin, Multiple key players up front. Jacob Chikrin, their best defenseman. I mean, lots of key absences right now for the Coyotes. Yeah, you beat Chicago. Can you do it against St. Louis? I don't think so. If anything, I'd look at a first-period puck line maybe on St. Louis here. Minus a half. I think it's around minus 115 uh, right now with that uh, first-period puck line with the uh, St. Louis Blues in this game uh, currently. Uh, That would probably be the way I would consider going about it uh, in this one. Uh, It looks like uh, minus, uh, yeah, it is minus 115, minus 120 uh, for the uh, Blues' first period puck line. You could go full game puck line, too. I certainly lean in that direction as well, but it's minus 170. You're not exactly getting a great, great price on that. But, uh, yeah, I don't trust uh, Arizona here uh, on a back-to-back with a very depleted roster. And, look, the Blues are red hot again. You know, they're playing good again. They've found their game. Uh, They've now won three of their last four. After a little bit of a rough stretch, uh, Craig Berube's team has turned it around, and they've turned it around because they're scoring again, they're defending at a better level, and Billy Huso's always been there to make the key saves uh, for this team uh, at the moment. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Coyotes and blue.
2: Yeah, that game last night, I, I was happy to see it go to overtime. I had plus 390, and I actually ended up betting a unit and a half on it because, wow, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm at the point now where I know I'm going to lose my uh, under 23.5 wins. Arizona's right now at twenty-two, so I, I pretty much got got myself out of that bet uh, in one game with that. So I'm, I'm happy with that result. And I mean, the Hawks—it's you know a six o'clock Sunday start, into the season. They just kind of you know played like dog shit, and the fact that they even went to OT, I was lucky because it, Arizona could have won that game in regulation, to be honest. So uh, thankful for that. As far as this game goes, I like this first period over. I don't want to relay one sixty. I will be playing it live, and my target range for this would be anywhere around minus a dollar twenty-five or better. Uh, we've seen the first period over cash in seven of the last 10 meetings with these two teams going back into the you know the shortened season last year these two were division rivals and it seemed like every time they played it was automatically one one within the first 10 15 minutes of, of the contest so uh, this is one where I definitely like the first period over and maybe even take a shot with both teams to score uh, if, you, if that's available to you because that's what we, the trend we've seen you said st louis coming off of that uh, road trip they're susceptible to give up a goal early and, and like I said arizona with a little bit of momentum off of that win uh you know not to say that, that they couldn't you know uh get one of those goals early i don't expect them to hang around for the full game coming off of that that win last night and that extended play uh so that the only thing i would be looking at here would be the first period over but i'm gonna play it live
0: all right gonna look to play the first period over live in this one and yes it'll be uh <clears throat> Ivan Prosvatov in net for the uh, Arizona Coyotes tonight. And you're talking about a guy that's barely hitting the 900 save percentage mark in the AHL uh, this year for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So, yeah, that team total for the uh, Blues, four and a half. It's high, uh, but definitely potential, I think, for the Blues to maybe get to five goals tonight. They have been finding the back of the net during this nice little run that they have put together, put up six against Calgary, five against Edmonton. Four against Vancouver. Four in the first meeting against Vancouver. So uh, this team all of a sudden has exploded for set uh, nineteen goals uh, in the last four games. So definitely could see them finding their way up and over uh, that uh, team total and first period team total as well. Uh, plus one seventy, as uh, Chris mentioned. Uh, this this could be that one spot. This is normally this is not some a situation I trust St. Louis in, but you know I think I trust Arizona even less coming off the kind of win they had against Chicago with a ravaged lineup. Uh, I trust them even less tonight than, say, St. Louis returning home off a successful road trip, especially a team that's playing good hockey like the uh, Blues did on that trip. Uh, What do you think here, Jimmy? Arizona-St. Louis?
1: Yeah, I don't like this. You know, you look at it like you said, guys. It's not a good situational spot for the Blues, but then again, look at who they're playing um but i I just don't have a good feeling it might be something i jump in live but for now this is a jimmy pass and 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 by the way guys uh unrelated here but um you know there's a news going around twitter right now and it started from uh spitting chicklets tweeted that mike bossy had passed away uh mike bossy is not i've got confirmation mike bossy has not passed away at all he is alive he's not well uh he's decided he's not, yeah. not going to fight his cancer in the hospital anymore and it's it's beyond repair and uh you know obviously the worst is is imminent but it's not there yet and, and just you know for people out there i don't know how many of you listen and watch and want to get into journalism if you're gonna ever tweet or break news that somebody has died you better damn well make sure you yeah. got that right because that Absolutely. is one mistake you do not want to make yeah that is just that's like a big no-no uh, yep. so it's pretty embarrassing that Spittin' Chicklets would just pun intended spit that out there without proof. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is. And, and I yeah. enjoy
0: that show, they're entertaining. He's disrespectful there. to his
1: family yeah, yeah. and to him, so uh, that's they owe the boss quite an apology. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. That
0: is, that's a big mistake by them yeah. uh, to do that. Yeah, and uh, look, that, that's a shame, like they're entertaining as hell. Don't get me wrong, but that's a bad mistake right there. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't appreciate said, that. The
1: Arizona Coyotes, they are dead in the water. Their their season yeah. is dead. Yeah. Yeah. We can yeah. confirm exactly.
0: that. We can confirm that. Yes, there's no doubt about that. That's a death we can confirm.
2: Yes, <laughs> the, uh,
0: Arizona Coyotes. They basically had their, their season was dead the opening night, yeah. Uh, yeah. essentially, yeah. Uh, for the most part. All right, final game here of this uh, Monday card. We've got the uh, Calgary Flames and the Los Angeles Kings. This should be a pretty good game between two. Pretty good uh, Pacific Division teams. Uh, We've got Calgary minus 170 uh, road favorites here uh, at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Uh, The total in this one currently uh, sitting at uh, six pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, You look at the Kings. Great road trip for them. No question about that. They played some really good hockey uh, during that trip. Uh, They're playing well overall. Give Todd McClellan credit. It's been a really good coaching job. Uh, this year for Todd McClellan. There is no question about that with what he's done with this group. You see Adrian Kempe keeps playing better. He's fit in well with Andrzej Kopitar and some of the older players uh, on the team, the veterans. Uh, And then you bring in some of the young prospects for the future, like Gabe Velarde, like Rasmus Kupari. uh, And of course, Philip Deneau brought in in the offseason. Victor Arvidsson brought in free agent-wise in the offseason. Trevor Moore getting more of an opportunity Uh, Quinton Byfield continues to just get better and better and better. Lots to like up front with this LA Kings team and not just them there, but on the blue line, there's some good young pieces that are only getting better. Like Sean Dersey, you know, he's now a top pair defenseman for this Kings team with Drew Doughty out and he's really stepped up and played and filled those minutes and played pretty admirably getting those, that increased ice time you know, on a nightly basis. So it really is a lot to like right now with the LA Kings. They had a nice road trip. As I mentioned, uh, they beat, uh, Calgary and Winnipeg back to back, nearly beat Edmonton. The first game of that trip lost in a shootout four, three, but now they return home. They face a Calgary team. They just beat, uh, in Calgary last week, three to two in a shootout. You have the flames off three straight losses to, uh, Colorado L.A., as we just mentioned, uh, they lost in a shootout to the Kings last week at the Saddledome. And then 6-4 against St. Louis, where, look, they completely outplayed St. Louis. 43-23 in shots, and they probably deserved a better outcome uh, in that game. The Calgary Flames, it was not one of Jacob Markstrom's uh, better performances uh, in net that night for Calgary. Uh, We will see if he can uh, bounce back. He will be in net. Cal Peterson uh, Confirm the starting goalie tonight for the uh, Los Angeles Kings. I do think there's a good situational spot for Calgary. Now start the road trip off three straight losses. You probably get them coming out with urgency here, some purpose team that just beat them last week. And then conversely, you've got LA returning home off a road trip where they won the last two games uh, and maybe Calgary catches them early uh, and maybe just a little step ahead uh, early in the game. So kind of like Calgary here in the first period, Minus a half, plus 150. That first period puck line, I think, does have some value with the Flames. Minus a half, plus 150. I think it's a pretty good price for Flames' first period puck line. Uh, and I uh, also like Calgary and regulation here, which is around minus 110, minus 115. Uh, I think uh, Flames take care of business here. And look, maybe the Kings keep rolling here right now, but I think in this spot, Calgary keeps giving you the kind of game they gave you Saturday night against St. Louis where, look, they had the puck. They had all their chances galore. Uh, They had, you know, good control of that game throughout. And it seems like every time St. Louis had a little flurry in the Calgary zone, the puck went in. And like I said, it wasn't one of Markstrom's better games. Markstrom is pretty good at playing well the game after he doesn't. So uh, I would expect Jacob Markstrom to play a lot better tonight. And I just think Calgary gets it done here uh, in this spot tonight. Alex, what do you think here? Flames, Kings.
2: Yeah, my initial lean was toward the draw here, looking at how LAS LA played. Uh, you know, they had a you know close 3-2 win over uh, Winnipeg, two games before that gone into, into uh, you know, past uh, regulation. And, and obviously these are two teams, you know, neck and neck, as far as, you know, one and two in the division. They definitely want to get points to solidify their spots. Uh, but like I said, with Calgary, you know, losing the last few games and like I said, you know, Catching LA coming home off of that trip, it's definitely a a spot. Maybe looking toward Calgary. I don't really regulation still kind of scares me off a little bit, but I like that uh, first period puck line. Admission plus one fifty. I'll take a shot laying the half a goal with the Flames uh, in the first period,
0: and especially at the uh, price you can get. Like I said, plus one fifty is what we're looking at with the uh, Calgary Flames here uh, with that first period puck line. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Flames Kings.
1: Yeah, look, the Flames are a little baffling lately, eh? I mean, they're coming back down to earth, uh, a lot of defensive lapses, a lot of uncharacteristic stuff coming from this Calgary Flames team over the past week. But that's why I think they're due, and I, I just wouldn't want to be the Kings. I'd not take away from the Kings; they're playing some great hockey. But I like this spot for the Flames. Uh, give me the Flames on the money line.
0: All right, Flames money line minus one seventy. you know who they miss? Believe it or not, it's one of the, he's he's, a, he's one of the defensemen regularly for them and he's out right now but you wouldn't think he's of all guys he's the one they miss but they do oliver shillington has had a really nice year for the calgary flames he's very good in his own zone he's very good with the puck he makes good reads and he knows when to jump into the play he he will do that and and he really adds another element to that flames blue line he's been missing some time lately and it's i don't think it's a complete coincidence that this team hasn't necessarily been at the same on the back end with uh, Shillington uh, out of the lineup. You know, he's been a guy that's, uh, they've been he's, been he's been missed when he's been out. And of course he didn't play Saturday night against uh, St. Louis and he not played tonight. So uh, keep an eye on that. And of course, when he missed some games earlier uh, this year as well, uh, you also felt his absence. He's been one of those guys that's been a much improved player for the uh, Calgary Flames this year. So certainly someone that has been uh, missed, definitely. We'll see if he is able to suit up tonight Uh, for the Calgary Flames in this game. But uh, great stuff with Jimmy, with Andrew, and with Alex on this Monday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Remember, it's a double dose of us tomorrow. We've got our regular daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern to break down the massive 10-game Tuesday night NHL card. We have some beauty matchups. We've got a Colorado-Pittsburgh rematch after they played a great game Saturday afternoon in Denver, head-to-head with one another. Toronto-Florida, a great game tomorrow night. minnesota nashville It is a really good hockey game, so a lot of good games tomorrow night on Tuesday. And, of course, the BetCast tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Make sure you join us for that. DM me if you want to uh, request a link to join us uh, on the BetCast tomorrow night, and we will make sure we send it to you uh, before the BetCast begins. And a reminder, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner uh, of Uh, the NHL, and, of course, great uh, partnership here with uh, the Hockey Podcast Network uh, and the Ice Guys. A reminder, uh, new customers, you can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if your team wins. It's very simple. Uh, And, again, if DraftKings, uh, you can take advantage of that. Uh, sign up for an account. Use the promo code uh, THPN. A reminder, must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in the DraftKings sportsbook state. Uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for Best Bets now to wrap up this Monday edition of the Ice Guys. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for Best bet?
2: Yeah, well, one thing I mean, Jimmy alluded to it earlier about Mike Bossy uh, being in, in you know poor health right now. I wanted to just say thoughts to his family and his friends and all of his Islanders teammates and Islanders fans as well. I mean, it's just a uh, just kind of heartbreaking to see that. And you know, obviously for those who who know his career and the records that he amassed and the way that his his career came to an abrupt halt, uh, it's just a, a tough thing. So I, I, you know, my thoughts are with the family uh, going through that tough time. But, as far as my best bet for tonight, we're gonna to go with uh, Tampa Toronto. We're gonna to go with the draw plus three sixty. He uh, said Tampa has been in the best form right now. Three of their last five games have gone past regulation. Uh, and in the last four meetings with, with, between these two teams, we've seen one goal games, or and, and the, the lone outlier was a two goal uh, game where we saw an empty net chance late. So this definitely feels like it would be a, a tight game between two teams who more than likely to be facing each other at the end of the month. Uh, come postseason time, so points are, are you know imperative. Nobody wants to go out of, out of this contest with zero. They want to each get at least one. So I like the Bolts and the Leafs draw plus 360 is my best bet.
0: All right, Leafs Lightning, plus 360 draw, best bet for uh, Alex on this uh, Monday show. God, every time I say Leafs Lightning, it reminds me of the frigging Grease movie. Grease Lightning, Leafs Lightning, go, <laughs> Leafs Lightning. Yeah, it's, 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 it just sounds so similar. Got that song stuck in my head now. Uh, but that's Leafs Lightning, uh, the draw uh, for Alex with his uh, best bet. Not flush, Alan, a great guy, great person. And I uh, enjoyed his company in San Antonio. Uh, last week. Lots of fun. Thanks for stopping in, saying hello here uh, to the Ice Guys show. Uh, Definitely uh, appreciate it. And very good with NHL team totals uh, is Nut Flush Allen. So uh, keep cashing those NHL team totals, my friend. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what do you like here for best bet?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with that first period puck line for the Boston Bruins uh, as they come up flying, I think, in Columbus tonight.
0: All right. Boston Bruins first period puck line for Jimmy with his uh, best bet. And my best bet, Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with the Boston Columbus over six and a half. It was either that or I'm going to give you two best bets because I need a little best bet uh, funk here. I got to get out of this. I had a good weekend, but every best bet fell short. So uh, I'm going to give you two best bets, even if just for even for it being just a four game card. I'll give you Boston Columbus over six and a half and I'll give you Calgary in regulation minus one ten. Uh, against Los Angeles. I like both of those. So there we go. Boston Columbus over six and a half. Calgary in regulation, minus 110 against LA. Uh, That is going to be my best, two best bets here for this Monday. Uh, NHL card, And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. 182 live viewers, hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Enjoy the championship game in college basketball as well. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday, Double Dose of the Ice Guys Daily Show, 2 p.m. Eastern, BetCast, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us on Tuesday for more Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.